Yeah, it's a hundred percent better. That it was just like, do you ever get that thing when you're on the phone in the car or something like that, and it just breaks up every few seconds? Mm-hmm. You'll be lucky enough for yourself to what we were. Did you hear us flagging you off? No. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard all that. That's <laughs> I just come in straight out of the back garden. I was just doing some writing out in the back garden because the kids are away to the beach. Pretty good. So uh, hence me sitting here I'm in my cash, super cash. Super cash. Is that a new phrase? It is. It okay. is now. Everybody in Baku, super cash is now a phrase. Super cash. Slightly different than your normal cash. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh, funny. I was in, uh, just before we start, I was. I had to leave it. I was fixing my dad's computer. Don't worry, we're started. Like, oh, are you? Right. We just oh, had the intro, but away you go. It's pre-intro. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I drove down to their house to leave it off and I was literally I may be wearing exactly what I'm wearing right now but I wasn't wearing any shoes anyway but uh, I was like Where, where's your shoes it's Saturday and I'm being more dressed down than normal and given that this whole we're all working from home and I haven't worn a pair of trousers and a shirt that isn't three days old anyway in months the only way to dress down from that point is just to give up on wearing shoes altogether and just kind of dander around <laughs> barefoot to take up perfect the, cash. Yeah. <laughs> take up Trump. Look. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm already there. I think ultra Trump. I, I think I'm already there. <laughs> or maybe if it wasn't carrying too much weight, maybe it would just be a nice beard. But it's all spread out now. It's not quite good coverage, so it, it's more on the lines of the homeless than it is uh, <laughs> on that. It's more on the. It's more on the bread line. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Although although maybe this is the penance you have to get through before you get a reasonable looking beard. You've got to go through that homeless look first. I don't oh, know why I'm right. nodding my head because I don't know. <laughs> are, you go, are you going for the David Brent look? What? Are you going for the David no. Brent look? No. Just waiting for you to do that look. <laughs> no, I don't know how you do that, grow grody without looking like a sex offender. <laughs> Um, on that note, Rebecca, we'll, we'll do the intro. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Green and Barrett with me, Rebecca. And as always, we have James Perry. Hello. And we also have Declan Barry. Well, his form. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> Should we go straight in with the first question? Right. Okay. So the first question is, by what standards do you judge yourself? Low. <laughs> that in the minus or, like the negative numbers or by Dakon's super cash super, super cash, cash. <laughs> it, it sounds like a sort of a, a, a sort of weak guy that helps danger mice out okay? it is it does actually <laughs> does he have wings of steel <laughs> who the hell was wings of steel was Batfink Batfink yeah. that was Batfink I'm not going to have any bad words said against Batfink don't be no, using his name good. in vain Batfink was good like to be fair uh, what standards do we do I hold myself by? Your your standards are pretty high, James. To be fair, putting all things aside, sometimes they're too high. Though perfectionism kicks in. 
um, exactly what I just said to a client there now. So she, it's a brief one, finals for Charter Accountants Ireland is this time next week. And the audit paper is broke up into two smaller papers called simulations, Sim 1 and Sim 2. And she spent all of her time getting perfection for Sim 1 and didn't finish the final two indicators for Sim 2. Automatic fail. So that's where aiming for perfectionism can actually destroy your progress. So it's something I try hard to learn about myself because, look, generally, you know, your 80% is someone else's perfectionism or perfection. So some yeah. you know, good old Pareto principle, 80% normally is good enough. And Declan, you better see that in, in what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I found, um, to be to be fair, you, you pretty much hit the nail on what I was thinking because you, you get that. Um, uh, when I was younger, I probably would have wanted to do something that was absolutely perfect. And then just about every decent mentor I've ever had has always said that, that perfection was the enemy of progress. It's better to do that 80%, um, which is the best that you can do without stealing time from whatever the next new and exciting thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I would really agree with that. I think it's that, uh, I, to answer the question, I would hold myself to a pretty high standards in, in 99% of things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, I'm self-employed. So the only thing I've got is my name, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, Either people know me for doing a good job or they know you for doing a not good job. And I'd rather it was the the, the, the former. Yeah. So yeah, it, it has to be held to a high standard, but not the not the ridiculous standard, not the uh, unreasonable and unrealistic standard. Um, every now and again, you'll smash it and it'll be, you know, perfect, but never, never deliberately. Yeah. What about your um, locked your lockdown cash? What sort of standards that go to deck? Homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that was that the one percent? That's that's the one percent. But you know cash. what it is? It, it it is that. So there's no point. But that's the same. I mean, I know I do know people who have gotten up every day of lockdown, had a shower as if they were going to work, put on. Not put on a suit, but put on trousers and a shirt and pressed the shirt and done the whole thing so as they felt like they were going to work. Whereas I felt the whole benefit of lockdown has been, well, actually, I don't have to do any of that nonsense. Um, And I'm saving time. So while I might not be pressing my shirt and trousers and and getting ready to go out suit and booted, I may be having an extra half an hour to play with the kids before before they're going to the babysitter or... I'm able to wrap up half an hour earlier because I don't have to prepare stuff for the next day. Um, so I, I think that's where it is. It's just using the time better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that, I mean, we're, we're, I'm in, I'm back in Belfast a couple of days a week uh, now doing some work and I'm having to sort myself out for those days, but I just, I could just have better use of the time. I love, um, I love Declan's time management principles <laughs> to justify the fact he's not having a shave in the morning. <laughs> Well, let's look at Ansoft's matrix because I don't want to shave. <laughs> it is. You'd be amazed what I'll I'll do rather than rather than have a shave. But uh, well, you don't get to look this rough easy. What about your standard, Javaga? I would say mine's are high too. Like if I'm in work, 
I can't not be not doing something, if you know what I mean. So if there's nothing to do, I just have to go and find something, whether it's cleaning, date checking, something like that. I just have to be doing something. I can't not. Date checking? Yes. So like all the different medication, you need to make sure. Oh, that's sort of date. All right. All right. That's what you're talking about. No, no, not that type. No. Tender? So definitely not. So (laughs) (laughs) That's the most upmarket way of describing Tinder ever. Yes, I've been date checking for the last 10 minutes. That, that, no, that, that's no. how high my standards are with Tinder. <laughs> my standards are I'd rather check the dates and meds than that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to just be working, which is probably a bad thing too sometimes because you sort of have to take a wee step back sometimes and just chill out because it's going to be there the next day to do. But I just feel, yeah. But I do understand what you are saying though about the whole perfectionism thing. Because, yeah, 80% is not. It's like at uni whenever I used to read the first year uni, read every single thing in the textbook and my tutor was like no one else does that so just stop <laughs> absolutely right absolutely right do you know where the 80 percent rule comes from nope mr pareto in italy because of this at one point he was looking at who owned what in italy at whatever it was 1700s or 1800s and 80 percent of the land of italy belonged to the papacy it was all papal states so then he done a few more experiments and found out that it generally holds, you know, for example, 80% of the world's wealth is in 20% of the hands of people. Um, 80% of your turnover of business is in 20% of your customers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Roughly. Mm. So that's what comes from. Good old Pareto. Good old Pareto. Yep. Wonder if he dressed in super cash. <laughs> what? Wonder if he dressed super cash. <laughs> he was bound to. He was Italian. <laughs> he got to hit the cravat out every day. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he enjoyed a bit of gravy for the lads, so. though. Oh, there it is. It's more past the sauce. that right in there. That's what, what? she said. Uh, that's what he said, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I set that one up. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so God. Like, it's not only that, Rebecca. It was whenever you said it, it was the look of regret on your face straight away yeah. when you realized what you'd done. I just knew what I was saying. I was like, no, I just stop. Like I just made a terrible decision. <laughs> Should we go for question number two? Let's do that. Yes. So how comfortable are you speaking in front of a group of like people, like a large group of people? Red hard, red hard, you're scoring! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? That's whenever I just get caught playing PlayStation while uh, recording. <laughs> You've caught me playing, playing my little. He's playing with this weekend. He's playing with his controller there, folks. I've been playing with my wee controller there while we're chatting. Oh, it's a red one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, folks, folks. This is how this is how casual the Mister Declan is. He's actually got, got, got no bottoms on, so he's playing his wee controller. <laughs> It's Rebecca's Black and Decker. He's, a, he's foregone shorts even today. <laughs> game are you actually playing? What? what game are you playing on the PlayStation? It's, it's my wee baseball game on the PlayStation. I love it. Oh, okay. oh that's NBA, right. Okay. He's got flipping. He's even got his American cash on today because he's playing baseball. Well, no, I, I like wearing hats. That's it. I just like wearing hats. 
It means I don't have to comb my hair again, adding to the cash. Because <laughs> I don't even have to comb my hair in the morning. You wear a hat, it's all the better. Anyway, back to the question, James, yeah. instead of just abusing me all the way through this episode. <laughs> this is excellent. This is an excellent standard of uh, episode. <laughs> it's 80% great. Twenty percent casual. I go on ahead there, Dagon, before I spit this stuff out of everywhere. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> um, I thought I'd get up there. I did. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's how you win. Oh God. Um, speaking in front of people, I, I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I've done a couple of. I, I would have to do some. Well, back before the world stopped, yes. I kind of would have done kind of once a quarter, once every month or two, speaking at some events or doing some sort of thing, which was always quite enjoyable and never had an issue with it. But I can, I would always have that wee bit of uh, nervousness uh, before uh, speaking. Uh, but I, I think once you get going, you get into a flow and then you just get to the acceptance that, you know, most people are there to either learn something, to get some value, to generally support an event. Um, once you kind of accept the fact that no one's there to make a dick out of you, unless mm-hmm. James is there, um, then um, you can get on all right. That's my duty. Yeah. Judy has James. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know him the same. I think, thankfully, it's something... I've always been able to do, um, and always have done for years and years. I do it every week in uni. I talk to at least two hundred students, you know, in one lecture. I could do that, or if it's part of a Jeeves Prey presents online, or I've had a run a number of my own events, the coffee shop events, you know. So mm-hmm. that's all to me. That comes quite easily to me, probably because I take it off from my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad was chairman of many groups and organizations. I was able to speak in public at a drop of a hat with no prep or nothing, you know. So give me a wee story. My dad gave us he was my dad was the chairman of AMS Society in the North here. Okay. Right down in Dublin. And had breakfast with the Lord Mayor of Dublin in the morning in the mansion house. Gave the keynote speech and then had lunch with Mary Robinson, the president of Ireland in the afternoon. <laughs> and again gave the keynote speech, not a problem. And the thing is with Jim. Didn't prefer effort. Just come off the top of his head. Jeez. That's a skill my dad has massive. Yeah. You know, he can he can talk no problem. So it's maybe something I've got as I can I can speak. But again, it's that wee bit of adrenaline at the start is is key. Yeah. Uh, there's no problem with that. It is, but it, it's also that um, realization that no one's there to try and catch you out. You know, no one's there. I think a lot of people when they do that. When they do these sorts of things, they, they're nervous in case they say the wrong thing and then someone calls them out and you just have to be really unlucky um, to experience something like that because generally people aren't going to do that. You, you can oh. misspeak, you can do all you like. No one's, no one's there to do the negative, so you may as well enjoy the positive. But most of the time, generally, people don't know what you're going to say anyway. Yeah. So if you forget what you're going to say, that's all right because nobody knows that you're going to say it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I've heard in terms of, like I've went to, I actually have been to, public speaking course in Cyprus. Um, a fellow that I would follow on LinkedIn. I went over to see him. Uh, one thing he said, he says, look, you focus on one person and it's like a chat to that one person in the room. But uh, you obviously don't stir that one person, but you consciously have them in your head. Mm-hmm. 
and don't stir them out. You're obviously directing the rest of the room. And then the other thing to realize as well, if you're speaking to people, is that a lot of the communication isn't just verbal. It is the way you're standing. It is where your hands are. It is, you know, a tone of, of a talk can depend on whether you're smiling or frowning, you know, all that sort yeah. of All the sort of uh, subconscious cues and all that old, good old NLP stuff. That was kind of the same as me in uni. Like, I got to the stage in second year that I just wanted to go first at every presentation instead of waiting because the more I wait it, the more I get more anxious and everybody's there, we'll all have to do it. And then whenever I went to the acting class there at the start of the year, I was like bricking it. But whenever I went in, everybody else was just there for the crack to do the same thing. So we all got on. So, yeah, I think I'm okay, but I still do get the, like, the adrenaline sort have of thing. Have, have you ever been starstruck? Someone and start going with dry mouth syndrome? Not really, no. Have you? I met Rick Allen, the, the drummer from Def Leppard. Yes. I was completely. I was had dry mouth syndrome. That it was probably one of the rare, one of the very rare times it ever happened to me. He was like, uh, 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 uh. so I, but he was he was really dead on. Guy, yeah, that's about it. That's public speaking done. <laughs> Shall Check. we do one flashcards for Friday? Yeah, a couple of them are. Yeah, do a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, them there. Okay. So, first one is sauces. <clears throat> And we're not talking the one that we all know we're thinking. They are good accoutrements for gravy for the lads. <laughs> what would be your favourite sauce? That's the first time the word accoutrement has ever been used in Lachlan Island. First time it's ever been heard in Azerbaijan as well. <laughs> accoutrement. <laughs> if somebody says, uh, can, you, uh, can you pass me the condiments in Lachlan Island and say, oh, there's, a, there's a packet of chuggies down in the room. <laughs> And there it is. There's a sheath in the wardrobe, that sort of thing. There yeah. it is. In the, well, hold on, a sheath in the wardrobe? That sounds like a book that has to be written. <laughs> the sheath in the wardrobe. <laughs> that follows up the line the witch in the wardrobe. <laughs> in the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> it's the Chronicles of Lock and Island. The yes, Lewis just lived down the road right now. <laughs> the sheath in the wardrobe. Oh my God. <laughs> That I'm gonna start writing that book. <laughs> that, that that accompanies gravy for the lads as the one, <laughs> one of the greatest things ever said in this podcast. <laughs> to be sold on tootinslinencondoms.com. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, TLC. On TLC.org. <laughs> TLC's a channel, is it? On Sky, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I think that's where the old films. Aye, it is. So, yeah, sauces. What's your favourite sauce? I'm actually partial to a Frank sauce. Oh, the hot stuff? What? Aye. Frank sauce. Oh, right, okay. No, not Frank's sauce. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was going to hear that. What the fuck's Frank's sauce? (laughs) And what did you do to get it? (laughs) Both them. Pulled out of shape. <laughs> oh, 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 lads here. Um, the sauces. I look. I'm a, I'm weird, but we all know that. But I like two different types of brown sauce. So, right. For a fry, it has to be Daddy's brown sauce. Oh. Um, or even, but for stew, it has to be HP. 
Okay. HP all the way, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. You'd ruin a stew putting too much brown sauce in there, though. Definitely do not. Because once you've got the gravy in, everything beyond that is just you. You haven't got. You haven't made it right. If you need to put, if you need to put brown sauce into your stew, you've done it wrong. Simple, simple. That is bad, man. Simple. Although it's funny on that one, like. I like a bit of red sauce every now and again, but I get embarrassed the way they, I think the way because restaurants in Belfast are getting a bit fancier now. Tomato sauce, tomato sauce. Until you do that. Crappy friggin' dishes is what that's Yeah, like. this oh, is what ramekin? I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to. See who ever invented the ramekin needs a kick in the balls, I right? Ramekin. I'm being serious because I'm a big lad. Aye. And... When I go into a restaurant, I go, can I have a bit of ketchup with that, please? I didn't literally mean a bit. I want the bottle so I can make my decision. <laughs> Absolutely right. And they give you this ramekin. It's not even ramekin. It's like a ramekin bowl. It's like half the height of a ramekin. And they put red sauce into it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I? Am I going to dip three chips in this? What the fuck he's doing? Well, you said it has to be my decision. Just bring straight back Alan Partridge again. That's what I think. <laughs> But it does my head in. It's like, why do you give me the wee bowl? It might be more attractive on the table than the bottle. I get it then. Buy nicer bottles. Mm-hmm. No one's going to judge you. So I'm going to start start bringing my own. The only problem with the establishments like that, right, is they bring out the plate, and I look underneath the plate, to go, where the hell's the grub? No, it's everywhere now. It's, it's even in the places. Port. It's even the places where you get a decent portion. They start doing these things now because they don't trust you not to use too much ketchup. <laughs> I'll decide what's too much ketchup. Do you like mayo? Nah. No. No. I used to love like tomato sauce and chips, but I really love mayo and chips. It's great. Salad cream I've taken a, oh, yeah, a hanker into. You can take a bit of salad cream on there and that can if you if you've run out of ketchup, I'll maybe forgive some salad cream. Barbecue sauce. It's a Southwest cream. sauce. Southwest oh, stuff right. is the stuff. Mm. Do you remember? Do you remember barbecue? Yes, in Belfast. Aye, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And then had, the, had all the different type of smoky barbecue sauces. Mm. Oh, there was like a sweet Louisiana one. It was fantastic. <laughs> I think I could have drunk it. Is it better than Frank's? Uh, I would rather knack Louisiana sweet sauce <laughs> rather than knack Frank's sauce. Is barbecue not there anymore? No, I, no, I think it's gone. Yeah. No, that's pretty. He was a nice guy. They were both gone. Like, what happened was, I loved it whenever it was like spit and polish. Remember, like we had the kitchen roll on the table, Aye. especially if you were, like you were having the sweats and you had to wipe your brow. <laughs> Brilliant! I loved it. And they had these platters, and you could have bought the platter and just said, "Look, I have chips and brisket, please." And they would have just loaded it up, and I would have hammered the flipping barbecue sauce all over it. But then they got really popular and they got really sterilized and fancy. And like the, the portions got smaller, and the and the menu got more limited. And they uh, gave you a ramekin. I and then they opened up another establishment up um, up Strum. It was a botanic. So botanic. maybe maybe they stretched themselves too far, or whatever. But it was and it cost a fortune. I did. I at the start it was dead on. Potter was yeah, like, remortgage the house for a fucking pork belly sandwich. I <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the crack of that. What about you? What what sort of sauce are you partial to, Rebecca? Apart from mayo. Do you like well? Mm, 
honey and mustard hangs. Oh, it's something else. Honey and mustard sauce. It's great. Oh yeah, that is good. I yeah. give you that one. They do it in Burger King, and the chips of the Burger King with that sauce is just something else. Yeah. Or, or, or orgasmic, Rebecca. You could say that, yeah. <laughs> if one was minded. Yes. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. So that that sauce is really nice. Um, what's the other one? They call that red one. Not red sauce, tomato sauce. It's the hot one. It's the hot Frank one. Frank sauce. Oh, no, it's not Frank sauce. It's the other one. Sweet jelly? No. Tabasco. That's it. It's really hot. What about Worcester sauce crisps? Oh, yeah. They're good. Cheese uh, on toast with Worcester sauce is really nice. I was at a place, I was at Pizza Guys. Oh, Andy down there last night. Mm-hmm. Second, friend of mine owns it. Where are you? You came into the People's Republic without telling me who gave you your passport. <laughs> um, I got it stumped a lot. I got it franked a long time ago. All right, okay. <laughs> to, to join all you Frankies. Um, I, there's, there's a friend of mine who owns that pizza guy's place. And all right, okay. It was, uh, it's got the loveliest Perry Perry chips. Oh. oh, I like those ones, the ones that come oh, with like right. the dip, or they're they're like covered in the, the... Covered in the seasoning. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Absolutely outstanding. And a few chicken goujons with Frank sauce. And I was, the sweat was pumping anyway. <laughs> that felt like the wrong word to use there. Well, it's appropriate though. It was right. The truth came out there. The truth came out. Justice was done. As well as the sweat and the gravy, it came, it all came pouring out. <laughs> so uh, that was nice. That was nice. Absolutely. That's nice. High five. High five. <laughs> okay. Will I round us one up then? Yes. Round it up there. Okay. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yes, what's, what's your hand up for? Are you looking at emails? Aye. Yeah. Uh, we got one again looking for money and then another one saying that that owed us three million dollars but i don't think that was right <laughs> so yeah that was it and still no word of bosco so um all right yeah. i'm gonna take action <laughs> you can find us on those two platforms you can email us at grin and Bert podcast and i at gmail.com and you can also follow us on instagram at grin and Bert podcast and I. that's it Bye. Bye. cool cool <laughs>